0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie
1: live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio
2: station. Philly and McHenry on ESPN 1000. All right, Philly. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Cap. Uh, What's up, P-A-G man? And Hey, you know,
0: I, I, I got to tell you, I've been, I've been pro Justin Fields for as long as he's been a bearer. I'm a big Ohio State guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. This baguette guy, this backup quarterback. Bajent.
3: <laughs> Bajent. Bay- Bay- yeah, Bay- Repeat go- after I'm- me. Tyler <laughs> Bajent. He's not a baguette.
1: That was funny. on two two uh, notes right there. I found two mistakes there. Yes. Uh, because the Baguette line is outstanding, and Hoodie did a whole thing after that uh, about uh, the land of mispronouncing names, uh, Bajant as Baguette. But then uh, Cap then uh, went after him saying, it is uh, Bajant, it is Tyler Bajant.
0: Repeat after me. Tyler Bajant, It is Tyson Bajant. Tyson Bajant. Think about Mike Tyson. Whenever you are trying to load up his name in your brain, and this is something I'm telling myself, just remember: when you think about him, think about Mike Tyson. So it's Tyson Bajant. Because I'm inclined to call him something other than right, Tyson as yeah. well. I don't know why. Three three two three seven. You don't seven, think 000. he looks like a Tyson? I don't know. I don't know why I want to call him something other than Tyson. Who's it's your so favorite guy? Okay. I want to call him Tyler all the time as well. I don't know why. Well, we have a Tyler. I know. And his dad's name is what, Travis? Travis. Travis.
3: So I always have to do, because we've been trying to get Travis on, I always have to take a pause and think, all right, is it Travis or Tyson?
1: The baguette guy? The the baguette guy? And and then, you know, in typical cap fashion, he's like, don't you dare get his name wrong. It is Tyler Pagent. (laughs) That was the best part.
2: This Baguette guy?
3: Yeah, the Baguette guy.
1: There will be more of those. Of course there will. By the way, Baguette is going to join us coming up on Thursday. That's excellent. 2.30. Excellent. For Tyler Baguette.
0: This Baguette guy? Or Tyler Bagent. One of the two will join
1: (laughs) us. Tyson Bagent will join us. 2.30 on Thursday. And we're working on more for this week as well. But yes, uh, very excited, and we'll, very excited. we will see. Maybe the the Bears will add. Who knows? Um, Matt Eberflus already spoke today. They may add another veteran quarterback to the mix too. Uh, it may not just be those two. Uh, Waddle and and Meller are very adamant that you must take advantage of the new rule of the extra roster spot on game day, that it doesn't count against, what, the 45?
3: Right.
4: That you're
1: forty six as the
4: quarterback? 46. Remember, they expanded to 46 a couple years ago, so now it's a 47.
1: 46 47th. So it's your four, for your 46-man roster, you could have that
0: free 47th guy if it's a third quarterback. I just think... It's the Brock Purdy rule, yes. Yeah, and the manner in which our quarterback, our starting quarterback, plays, I mean... There is going to be some physicality, which may lead to him missing some time. I think the nature of the position and the nature of how he plays the position, that it would probably serve you well to have that third quarterback available on Sunday. The only thing I countered
1: with you guys, and I was playing the Just Asking game, when, you have, game.
0: when you have a roster
1: that still lacks depth in a lot of positions... I know they would be. They would have to be inactive on game day, or someone else would have to be inactive on game day. But maybe you would want an extra offensive lineman on this team. They're so hard to come by. The supply, and when you have an extra, when you are number one in the waiver department, when you uh, are claiming one, and there is a guy out there that you may want to claim. While yes, you get the free spot on game day. He still takes up a 53-man roster spot. Is that better served on the 53 for another offensive lineman based on all these guys' health, based on their performance? We don't know if Lucas Patrick is a good or healthy. We don't know how a lot of these guys are going to perform on the offensive line. So maybe I'd rather keep an extra guard. They just had to trade for a six-round guard. So if another guard clears through waivers and you have the number one claiming spot, instead of adding a third quarterback, which I understand yeah, keeping I- him on game day, but you're you're not going to – what are you really going to win this year? Are you better off having another lineman on your team or, or or another position where you may not have all the depth in the world?
0: Well – it's a good question. Wouldn't say it's a great question, but it's a good question. I'll, I'll accept good. Okay. Um, I, I mean, maybe you stack your practice squad with young guards or tackles. But remember, if you need they're it. pluckable. Then correct. You know I mean? So you you decide based on you know where your health is on Friday. You know where your guys are. Like your offensive linemen aren't going to play special teams, so they only really serve one purpose, and that's to be in there to protect or. Clear space, so I think it would matter based on you know how healthy everybody is. Uh, look, I mean, it's a dance. It really is. It's a it's a weekly dance that you have to do when you're talking about the final few spots yeah, on every roster. Right, right, right. It really is. I mean, did so. did I give you the news
1: too about Jonathan Taylor? Did I mention that yet? Uh, not yet. My oh. hot take just went south.
0: It got cold.
1: And Jonathan Taylor has not been dealt, according to Adam Schefter. No deal. Indianapolis did not find what it felt was a fair value offer for Jonathan Taylor, and it is not trading the all-pro running back today, league sources tell ESPN. With no trade materializing today, Taylor now is expected to remain on the pup list. I
0: took my shot. I'm out of the hot take business now. I'm not going to do it
1: anymore. So this makes him ineligible to play the first four games of the season. Taylor now is expected to miss games versus the Jaguars at Houston at Baltimore and versus the Rams.
0: I don't understand the Colts at this point really either. Like, it's not my job to worry about the Colts. I get it. But I do like the NFL, so I do have thoughts about every team. And I have to tell you, like, especially the situation they find themselves in, like, Anthony Richardson is going to start from day one. Who could Anthony Richardson, in a perfect world, who is Anthony Richardson's best football friend? A talented running back, maybe a guy who led the league in rushing a couple of times to take some pressure off of your young quarterback. I don't know why they couldn't find a way to make this work. Maybe Jonathan Taylor was not going to come back for any reason unless you you hit a certain number. But Remember, he's coming off of surgery, too. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Colts fan right now, you... First of all, the last several years have been tough. So yeah, you right. Know, aside, we, the, we, we, look, we feel we, the same
1: way. But we have the Colts to thank. It's not just Lovey. Yeah. It's the Colts choking that game away. That's true. Without the, without their ineptitude, without them having Jeff Saturday, yeah, coaching that team and choking in that last game and letting Houston win that game, the Bears don't have the number one
0: pick. No, it's. I mean, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Indy. Yes, yeah, so we should thank, thank you, Lovey. Thank you, Indy.
1: Yes. Um and then I wanted to play you this, and then, if you wanna uh, weigh in again, there are many of you we 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 went on on this we love yesterday. you all we love all of you. a slow motion highlight video that surfaces from Miami workouts in July can trend on Bear's Twitter because it's good, but then, when it's bad in a preseason game, it
0: doesn't matter. Because it's bad, and you don't want to hear it. It's Preseason doesn't matter. Preseason doesn't matter. Dude, Justin told you it didn't matter on Saturday after the game as well. Did you right, that? Right,
1: exactly. It doesn't
0: matter because you know what? The 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 Packers don't play man defense. I, in fact, I my my hope is if that's the case, nobody will play man defense the rest of the year. Do you you know what it also reminds me of? Do you know the athlete? Um, you
1: know, we're thirsty, right? Isn't that like a, a, a one of the terms these days? We're all thirsty. We're yeah, thirsty. I'm thirsty. We're thirsty. We're thirsty for a winner. We're, we're thirsty for a winner. We're thirsty for great quarterback play. We're thirsty for him. Yeah. We're thirsty. Um, but do you ever see the video of the athlete after really bad play and he comes back to the bench And he just like threw an interception or he just like dropped a ball. He dropped the ball or or in basketball, he just missed his last six shots. And he's got the towel over his head. And then the equipment guy comes over with the water bottle. And then and then he always, because he just played very poorly, waves off, waves off the water bottle. He's punishing himself. No water for not thirsty anymore. No, it's like the fans. They don't want the information. Now, all of a sudden, they're not thirsty (laughs) because it's bad not thirsty anymore That's a good analogy so I like that. the 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 video from Miami when they're working out with Chase Claypool in slow motion everyone's thirsty you see this Sylvie Chase Claypool's gonna make you your words we're thirsty <laughs> thirsty but now none of hey I don't care I don't care I don't care that no one's available I don't care that it looked bad training camp didn't matter preseason didn't matter we're not thirsty anymore don't pass me the water bottle Don't want any information till opening day.
0: Keep it. Can you send me some more of those pictures from back in June from down in Miami? Because I'm thirsty. Isn't it great? They're all getting together. The chemistry,
1: the camaraderie. It is good. The team it's great. That mattered. Yes. So does training camp. Of course. So does pre it all like that's I'm I am thirsty for information, good or bad. 24-7. 24-7. Yes. That's how I am. I want the good. I want the bad. I don't... I'm not someone who wants to stick, stick my head in the sand. I can handle it. Give me the truth. I'll panic here and there. <laughs> but g- I can handle the truth. Give it to me. You can't handle the truth. So when JT O'Sullivan, who did play in the league, he wasn't yeah. great, but... Well, it's, there aren't many great players. Well, a, a lot of the times... The not so great players make the best coaches. Like, what, how well, good? A, how good of a play? How good of a player was Kyle Shanahan?
0: Uh, uh, he was a wide receiver. I don't. Yeah. How don't good know. of a player? I uh, probably a decent college player, but you know, wasn't but, good enough to play in the NFL. Like again,
1: like most most of the greats don't make good coaches because it came too naturally to them. They don't have to teach. A lot of the general managers. Great general managers were the guys who did, like Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles was cut by the Bears quickly and then decided, I, I'm better off as a scout. Theo Epstein, what level did Theo Epstein play in Major League Baseball? The great ones who have the eye for the talent are usually the ones... Who could break it down who didn't have the great career. So my point about JT O'Sullivan, a lot of times the guys will come, another, the thirsty guys, will come after the people. Well, what JT O'Sullivan ever do in the league. You know what I mean? JT O'Sullivan is really good at training quarterbacks. He does it for a living and he breaks it down. He, I should tell you, is a big Justin Fields supporter. Yes. Last week he also broke down Tyson Bajin's film. And he did a really good job. I think we even played it on the show.
0: Didn't yeah, we? he broke down the uh, the Bears Colts preseason game with Tyson Bagent and and was very complimentary with what he saw. Yeah, based on technique and decision making, and you know, uh, going through the the you know the X's and O's of playing the position that he has played. So we we played
1: it last week. He he got into the weeds on that, and then he broke down Justin's limited again limited small sample size. Uh, snaps from this last game and and what he saw. Again, big Justin Fields fan. I want to give you a sampling on what J.T. O'Sullivan saw from Justin Fields. Again, it's a preseason game. Uh, none of it will mean anything. Until- you're not game planning oh, for what right.
0: defensive looks you're going to get. and You're not specifically planning what plays you're going to run against the tendencies of the, the defense, because at that point in preseason, that's just not what you do. But good food for thought, J.T. O'Sullivan, one of the
1: quarterback gurus out there who breaks it down and teaches quarterback play. Uh, this was his take on a, a couple of uh, plays that Justin Fields uh, ran and that he had problems
2: with. Next one here, third and 11. This one's rough. I, I don't know what we're doing here. Middle field open. We've got someone run into the middle of the field. It's open. We have to throw that. There's no reason to bail. The protection is good. We've got seven person protection. It's open open. And we we have to throw this ball down the middle of the field. Why are we going? Why are we leaving? Where are we going? I get it. He's a dynamic athlete. He can go get it himself. It's third and forever. It's the preseason. The guy is open down the field. I like the fact that he get out of bounds and protect yourself, but come on. Again, watch the slot down here to the bottom. I mean, you're not gonna get <laughs> you're not going to get a more open look than this in the NFL.
1: So that, that there you go. That was a play when he ran to the sideline and ran out of bounds and came up short of the sticks. And I, like I said, I told you about our conversation we had with Danny before the game where he's like, he wants to see fields run. I'm like, I don't. I want to see him practice throwing the football to guys who are open from the pocket. And here was, he shows you that like a lot of people want to rip this offensive line that we're a bunch of backups. He shows you in diagrams. The pocket was perfect, and there was no pass rush, but yet he bails from the pocket, doesn't throw the ball downfield from an open pocket
0: when, when the guy's wide open, and he bails and he runs. And that plays an easy read, too. You've got split safeties and one of your fastest players running down the middle of the field with two steps on it. It should have been an easy read and an easy decision. Now, whether or not you get the ball there or something else happens, the receiver drops it, whatever the case may be, But at this point, what you're looking for is decision-making. And those are the things you're supposed to practice in preseason. When you
1: say there's nothing to get out of preseason, well, there's that. That is
0: supposed to be what you get out of it. Listen, the, the Green Bay Packers may play zone the majority of the time, but you're going to face teams this year that play man defense. And when you find yourself in a scenario where they're playing man across the board and a play like this is called this is where I think you and I are completely on the same page. Is like It becomes a reflex. I've seen that look. I've seen that defense. We've run this play before. It may have been in preseason, but guess what? We run this play again. I got the exact same look. It's week three against whoever the hell they're playing week three against Kansas City. And I knew where to go with the ball. Rip it. Because we got the same look against the Bills rip in the last preseason. Open. Like
1: game. he says, open is open, and I've got a pocket. I don't need to run when I've got a pocket. There's no reason to run when there's no pass rush. You run enough. I want him to continue to run. That's a weapon. Greg Olson told us that. There's no reason to run when there's no pass rush. Here's uh, J.T. O'Sullivan. One more play I want to play. You can get
2: this all online. To me, the ball is supposed to be thrown here. Guess who this is? I can't make this up. What, What are we doing? What are we doing? And then it's not open. Like There's nothing good about this decision to throw this. Again, the ball is intended to go to that under. I get why you would want to throw the inside fade when the safeties rotate, but he's not running to win. He's like running to get a rub. And he doesn't win. So just say no to that. To me, Justin Fields, this game, okay, it's just this game, felt like he got locked on certain guys. And this throw is, you know, that throw is off by yards. If you're trying to back shoulder that throw, That throw needs to be at the 35 on the sideline, not the 42 inside. You know, maybe the 40 on the sideline. It's just significantly off. And it felt just totally not connected at all as far as the footwork, the timing, the decision.
1: So that's JTO Sullivan. A couple of things small sample size, preseason. He's a big fan of Fields. He thinks Fields is going to be very good. He's backed him before, but he, he, he showed you tangible evidence of things that he needs to get better at. And those are things in the preseason that you should be working on that he did. I don't know if Justin uh, didn't take it. And, and like at the end of the game, he said, look, there was nothing for me to learn out there anyway, I think you told me. Did yeah. you tell me that? Well, yeah. That he said that?
0: Yeah. Like, And maybe he approached the game that way, which I don't think was the right approach. They asked him if the three series he played that day, you know, did anything to prepare him for the Green Bay game. And he said basically, no, because they, the Bills play mostly man and the Packers, I'm paraphrasing now, will be more of a zone team. So we'll game plan for that differently. Look, my battle cry will be the same. For until it's, it's different, and it was the same at the middle of last year. It's been the same when the preseason kicked off. It'll be the same Sunday afternoon and a couple of Sundays against the Green Bay Packers. Do the simple stuff better because what it does is it slows down the game for you and it builds confidence. I find at times like there's a lack of confidence. there's new faces in their huddle. there's you know all kinds of stuff going on. If you take your layups and you do the easy stuff, you start to build a little bit of confidence. The game slows down for you. Your completion percentage goes up. You're not behind the sticks any longer. And then the game will come more easy to you. So even though you're in your third year, you can still be practicing and worrying about the little simple stuff and and highlighting those things. Because I think that when you do that stuff, then everything else will open up for you. So that would be like if I'm Luke Getzey again – and I'm telling everyone inside that offensive huddle, guys, let's we're going to do the simple stuff better. Do our jobs. Whatever comes open, don't take anything for granted. You know, don't assume anything. Do what we're asking you to do, and if you play inside this, you know, this system and 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 you do the simple things well, then the more complex stuff and the bigger plays will just They'll flow afterwards. Yeah, you could be the biggest Fields fan in the world like J.T. O'Sullivan, but you could say these are things he should be working on. Well, I think we're having this conversation as well because it's an extension of this whole conversation about whether or not preseason or training camp is meaningful. Look, I'm not a flip-the-switch guy. I told you that yesterday. Some guys can do it. I think it's an anomaly. I think it's the vast minority of players, regardless of sport, can go out there without doing it and all of a sudden... You know, first game of the regular season. All you know, they're hitting on all cylinders. I think that that more guys struggle to do that than actually can accomplish that. I just think that that's natural. So when we have the conversation about, hey, what what did we see in training camp, and how do you feel about the season? Well, when when some of the stuff that you're struggling with in camp, whether it's the preseason games or the the, the tandem practices with another team or you're practicing against your own defense in 11 on 11 drills and you're seeing stuff that that doesn't go well, I can't just tuck that away and say, "Hey, listen, it'll all change on opening game." Maybe it will, but more times than not the trends that become part of the the landscape as you're going through these 3 and 4 and 5 week processes, they show up early in a season. Jimmy on the north side, what's on your mind, Jimmy?
3: What's up, Marco? How are we? Thank you, Rick. How are you, Marco? <laughs> doing, doing great. Um, you know what? It was actually a year ago when I called from the hospital to this day. So, uh, all yeah, right.
1: Oh, happy birthday to the little uh, guy, or is it? Is yeah. it tomorrow?
3: No, it's today. Okay. Uh, JJ's uh, the athletic potential is uh, prospering as I uh, predicted for sure. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a chuckling just be- like you.
3: For sure. I mean, that's the only way you score, Sylvie. Um, <laughs> that's but true. Uh, no. But I mean, you know, listen. I, in my good conscience, I can't tell that kid to be a White Sox fan. It's a pathetic organization right now, and I'm serious. I'm, I'm done with that team. It's just, it's. The, I don't believe it. worse. Belly flat, belly fat. Are you just be I mean, like, come on. Get Teachers Union, Teachers Day. I'm done with it, man. I, I really am. I don't believe but, you, though, um, Jimmy. I
1: believe, like, uh, uh, the next win streak in 2024, you're right back
3: on.
0: Oh, you'll be kicking everyone on the north side right in the grind.
3: Uh, no, I'm going to the Cubs, man. I, I mean, my kids can go up there to watch the game. Wrigley Field's where I take people who come out of town. That's where I take people to experience Chicago. No doubt about it. I'm going to admit that. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it, like, truly, it. it in, like pathetic, right? With the socks, and I don't think it's unreasonable at any point in time if you were going to leave a fan ho- fandom. I think the socks right now uh, would be, you know, the, the operational one. Um, and Jimmy, real quick, the- real quick. Yeah,
0: I-, I-, I think as a fan too. What would get me most is is through this entire process. Now the conversation down there is about needing a better stadium deal for the love of everything good and pure. Let's start with making the stadium safe. And then let's talk about making the team better mm-hmm. instead of worrying yeah, I about when... the
3: situation with some, you know, with some, uh, you know, you're coming out and you're, you're changing the story. Like, how can you handle it that way? Getting pushed around by a mayor. It's just like the whole thing stinks to high hell. Yeah. We'll find out eventually what happened. But I mean, it's just, again, like that's the losing is one thing. The gun gets in—that's one thing. But when you cover it up, it see—it smells horrible. That I, I can't—I can't in my good conscience. I'm telling you guys. I mean, it's fair. and the bears on the other side of it, to be uh, on the on the positive side, big cat had him thirteen and four last time. You guys had him on talking about it with they were fitting their starters uh, in week seventeen against the uh, Packers. I think the Bears are going to be good. I think statistically and analytically, uh, I can pretty m- I, like I kind of do this stuff for a living. the The preseason snaps doesn't really have a statistical significant impact on a team's performance. That being said, there's nuance everywhere, and I agree with what you guys are saying about is being you know worried about some stuff. But with an asterisk, I think they need to go get a D lineman, and I don't know if the Chris Jones uh, ship has sailed. I don't think it has. But I would love to see that move. I really think that that if they can get that defensive line putting pressure on it, uh, the quarterback, I'm pretty excited. I think the office I think the offense is going to prosper as we go on in the season.
0: Hey, Jimmy, good call. Uh, look, I I think that again the old adage resonates with me. It's not how you start it how you, it's how you finish. But sometimes how you start also sets the tone for how you do over the course of the season. So I don't want to completely dismiss how they start. Um. I, I said to you yesterday, I, I'm not changing how many wins I think they'll get. I think that they're a better football team. There's more talent on this roster. I go position by position, and they're better. When will it all click? I don't know. But I do feel better about this team than I have in a long time because I do believe they're better in the secondary, they're better in the linebacker room. They still have to grow with regard to pressuring the quarterback on their D line, but they've made upgrades there. When the offensive line is healthy, they have guys that I think will, will improve their protection and other stuff. I like their running back room. Their wide receiver room is significantly better. Tunyon gives them, them better talent and depth at the tight end position. And Justin should make progress this year. And the head coach and the offensive coordinator are in year two. They know their talent better. They got a better feel for who they're working with. I just think it, it will, It will result in them being a better football team that will make significant progress. I just don't think it's a moonshot in one year. I think it takes some time.
1: We'll uh, we'll get into some of the cuts uh, coming up here inside Waddle's World. That's coming up
2: next. This. Is Waddle's World and in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears
1: legend, amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL.
2: He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you
1: not entertained? Are you not entertained?
2: It's time to find out
1: what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you're here? As we go inside Waddle's World.
0: Another "I told you so"? Is that what you? Because you gave us one last night. Uh, yeah, I told
1: you that uh, the Bears. I thought Ryan Poles would go out and trade for a center or a guard.
0: You, uh, you know what? You should. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be working here. You should be working at House Hall. I should have a crystal ball, is what I should have in front of me right now. Because no, I think you should be up there advising Ryan Poles on what to do. Maybe I am. Really. Mm. Well, no, you are—you are the voice of the Chicago Bears. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Yes, you
1: are. I am. I am a, a a pregame show host. No, I heard you telling people at football fest that you were the voice of the Bears. I say, see Joniak over there. I don't think Forget you mentioned Joniak.
0: Forget him. I'm the voice. I'm the <laughs> voice of the Chicago Bears. By the way, Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Trust Community Bank, visit find us. Member FDIC. I have Jeff Meller. We have Jeff Meller uh, perusing uh, Twitter right now to see if he sees anybody that he believes. Has, what's the best way to say this without offending anybody? Like, because I was on the end of, of most of those. Hey, kid, you're, you're no longer on this team. I was. I had that. But anybody that catches your eye that hits the waiver wire, maybe that's the the most. For the Bears or just in general? Anybody in general? I don't think the Bears have released their final fifty-three man roster yet,
4: have they? No, we have not seen it. The most interesting thing that's come across, I think, for football fans from the Patriots, would
0: be, the Patriots. Patriots have cut Zappy. Bailey Zappy has been released, and uh, Malik Cunningham, who they drafted, and I believe they used him kind of as a Swiss Army a Swiss Army knife kick returning. Yeah, them too. I thought he, he, that. that did he do some receiver work as well? He's listed as a quarterback and receiver, yeah. right?
1: Um, but yeah, right now Mac Jones is the only quarterback on their roster. I, Remember listen. when
0: everyone thought Bailey Zappi was going to replace Mac Jones? Well, listen, I was in Boston, or I was in Portland, Maine for a wedding. My good buddy John Whalen's daughter got married. Jess, it was a great wedding. Uh, but we flew into Boston and drove up. So from the from Boston to Portland, Maine, I was listening to uh, uh, the Sports Hub. So I was listening to Felger. And they were talking about the quarterback situation. And on the drive back, they were evaluating what they had seen between... And there was a split with most people up there. Some people wanted them to start zappy. And some people wanted... You know, were willing to stick with, with Mac Jones. And then other... Patriots fans are like neither one of these guys can play dead in a cowboy movie. So
4: but like remember it was the uh it was the Monday nighter where the Bears yes. kind of extinguished yeah. the
0: Bailey Zappy yes. buzz a little bit. Yes. But, yes. but and there was some excitement that that Malik Cunningham could be one of these guys that can give you something regardless of position. I don't think he'll last long. I think somebody will, will pick him up. I think somebody will claim him. I don't know about Bailey Zappy, but uh, but, Mellor, uh, you guys keep an eye and see if there's anything that uh, catches your attention. And, by the way, if the Bears do release their 53-man roster, let me know. Uh, earlier, my attempt at uh, uh, hot take didn't go well. As I said, I thought that uh, Jonathan Taylor would be traded to the Miami Dolphins uh, before the 3 o'clock deadline deadline. Uh, Shefty has no uh, no worries that I'm going to be doing his job anytime soon. But Shefty did report no deal. Indianapolis did not find what it felt was fair value for Jonathan Taylor, and it is not trade. They are not trading. They're all pro running back, according to league sources. With no trade materializing, Taylor now is expected to remain on the pup list, making him ineligible to play the first four games of the season. Mm. So uh, he is uh, he is not party. And I hope that. At some point, too, that like someone up at Hallis Hall says, "Listen, guys, we were never in." It. I think Shefty told uh, Dion and Peggy that on the, yeah on Sunday that
1: they weren't a player. Yeah. That that was that all, was one of the silliest things I heard get up a uh, manufactured
4: story.
0: Uh, safety Damar Hamlin has made the Bills' initial fifty-three man roster. What a story that is! After what he went through last year. Um, just remarkable that that uh, he is back and playing and has made the uh, Bills roster. Mm-hmm. So uh, that he is a out huge there story. On, as well, uh, Saturday, uh, Bills uh, superstar pass rusher Von Miller is going to stay on the pup list, so he won't be available. Can I the, say
1: something too? You can. The, the Bills fans are very cool. I I ran into Over some him? Bills fans at, at Soldier Field. Well, you, know you know what? Maybe I... it's because it's not a rivalry and it was preseason.
0: But I find Bills fans to be quite friendly. I find also that a team, their fans, that they have been successful. Now, they haven't won the big game. But a team, a fan of a team that has had sustained success doesn't sweat the, the nonsense. Like, they don't want to push and shove. They're just like, hey, how you guys doing? We're coming to town. Hope you guys do well. May the best man win. And usually it's because they feel confident that they're the best man in these matchups and they're going to win. Maybe
1: they're different, like, up against the Patriots or the Jets. Yes. But, but like, against the Bears in preseason, like, they were just super friendly. And yeah. I was like, hey, did you guys jump on any tables today?
2: i like, don't no,
1: well, no, we didn't jump on any tables today.
4: Okay. What were
0: you going to say, oh, that's,
4: that's They just walk around and they say, hey, you guys know where we can pick up a few cheap folding tables? And yeah. always go. good. Everyone's Uh,
0: happy. I bring you this story for an obvious reason. Um, Carolina Panthers have released Deion Jones, but they have also acquired preseason standout wide receiver Amir Smith-Marset from the Kansas City Chiefs in a trade that will require an exchange of conditional seventh-round picks. That's a good thing for the Bears, right? That Emir Smith Marset is with the Panthers. Why? Because now that means that their wide receiver room will be even less talented, yes. and that they'll lose more games. Yes, they're doing what the how Bears did. How they're, about they're Kansas? The Bears blueprint. How about before Kansas City traded him? Kids, he was on Kansas City's roster. Right. Well, I mean, not for long.
4: I mean, it just goes to show Patrick Mahomes could make anybody look good. It's like, hey,
0: you remember the dude who lost? I told you. What's one way to what is the only way to stop Patrick Mahomes? Andy Reid retires and Matt Nagy takes over. That's the only way you
4: you slow down. No, you know what's gonna happen? He's gonna get Matt Nagy either another Super Bowl ring as a head coach one day or a new job as a head coach one day. Smith
1: Marset was was a not. Bad draft pick, right? What was he, third round or fifth round out of Iowa?
0: I don't know. Did you be well, that high? I didn't, I, I yeah, didn't uh, the number. Uh, the
4: Bills are placing Matt Barkley on injured reserve, which means Kyle Allen will be Josh Allen's
0: backup. Which I think was what we knew anyway, right? But that injury report brought to you by Jeff Mellor uh, and also brought to you by Costa Ivone personal injury lawyers. Fifth round pick, Smith fifth round pick. Uh I thought this story was really interesting. It, it was out yesterday. Or the day before, maybe even a few days before that. Uh, But Jim Harbaugh opened his news conference with a nearly six-minute statement advocating for revenue sharing with student-athletes. I thought this was a pretty well-thought-out statement. He goes, this is a quote from Jim. We all should be about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm calling for a system that is fair, equitable, and benefits all involved. Don't exclude the student athletes from the profit uh, from the profits. My opinion: you can't say you're about diversity, equity, and inclusion if you aren't willing to include the student athletes in revenue sharing. So, is this like equal, no matter where you play,
1: or would athletes who go to Michigan get more than, say, athletes who go?
0: I think all to of that smaller school. I don't think anybody has. A perfect response to your question, but I think that they're finally now starting to at least... Have a conversation about
3: it. I'd imagine it has to do because, like, Big Ten, you negotiate a Big Ten television deal, so whatever the Big Ten negotiates, you'd be a part of that. Everybody, you wouldn't get anything the Big Ten, from yes. what the SEC gets or the ACC or whatever.
0: Harbaugh says we have to try to make it work. We have to try to make it better and, and, and than it is right now. The current status quo is unacceptable, and it won't survive. In my opinion, we capitalize on the talent. We should pay the talent for their contributions to the bottom line. Maybe Jim's trying to make good too because he may have a you know a little ban for a couple games on the uh, horizon for him as well. He said something else. I'm looking for the quote that I thought was the the, uh, the best quote of all, but I can't find it. But if I will, I find it before we get out of here today. I'll bring it to you. But good for Jim. Have you seen what's going on at Northwestern,
1: by the way? I have not. The uh, the coach um, has not allowed the players to speak for game week. He hasn't allowed them to speak. They're not not being allowed to speak. Again, it's it's very mysterious, everything. Because they don't
0: trust what they're going to say, they don't want them to express themselves. I I think
1: he's saying they want to keep it to football, but yet they're wearing t shirts. Yeah, I just remember. Steve Greenberg was the one who wrote about this article. Like, they're wearing these t shirts three weeks ago, and they're making up more than just football. But yet, he's saying he doesn't want to let them speak because he, he, he wants the media to only keep it about football.
4: Hmm. They've got a game
1: this weekend, and the players aren't being allowed to speak about anything.
4: It might be in their best interest, though, because they wrote that letter. They were very upset about not being allowed to wear the T shirts. So it, it feels like whenever they do speak, whether it's. Yeah,
0: it's, they're, it's, they're it's not their a foot good in look. their mouth, yeah. By the way, Michigan is also, uh, their offensive coordinator has been suspended as well for two weeks in uh, attachment to what uh, Jim, Jim's serving the three-game punishment. Uh, Cubs place uh, Jose Quas on bereavement list, and uh, Lieutenant Pitcher Anthony Kay has been recalled from AAA Iowa. The exam on Marcus Stroman's show, uh, showed rib cartilage continues to heal. He's been doing light activity and will continue to progress. It's tolerated. Still no timeline. That's from Tony Andraki. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know the what team you're looked a little lifeless them. last yeah. night. Yeah, they were a little overwhelmed. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Last night, what I, uh, I said I'd tick my cap if I'm a Cubs fan or a Cubs player and say you were better than we were tonight. Oh, yeah. You were the better baseball Shake team. Shake it off now. I mean, like play like you've been playing lately. Shake it off? It looked like the moment was too big for them. I just thought that the Brewers carried themselves as the better team for one game.
1: Well, for one I, game. Yes, but uh, a was
0: terrible, uh, and they were making errors that they don't normally make. It was the first time that both uh, Swanson and Hor- Horner had made an error in the same game all year. It tells you how good their defense has been. Not only do they not make errors very often, but they don't ever make them together. So I had money on uh, uh, plus one and a, what was it one and a half total bases for Ian Happ. So when he went yard early, I cashed a ticket. Oh, good! Which covered some of my losses because I bet on the Cubs on the run line last night too. Mm. I got them. I bet them her again today. Oh, yeah! Run line. Justin Steele. Good I, pitching matchup tonight. It bucks gets me seventy one dollars if they win by two or more. Oh, uh, it's on the run line. Wow. What? It's, mm, ambitious. It's sooner or later, the Brewers are going to lose. Ambitious, Waddle. Well, really, what's the difference between, this is what I say, and I know the gamblers will tell me I'm an idiot, which is fine. But listen to my statement. Really, what's the difference between winning 5-4 to four and 6-4? to four? A run. I know. A but, bullpen, you know, giving up a run. When you're the home team, too, you don't get to chase it in the bottom of the ninth. Shut up. Don't be talking down my bet. I'm going to win. All right, when we come back. Real quick,
4: Wads, the Vikings are keeping three quarterbacks on their 53-man roster. They are. Kirk Cousins, Nick Mullins, and Jaron Hall.
0: Okay, there you go. If anything happens, uh, we'll bring it to you, obviously, with regard to the Bears roster moves. And uh, when we come back, Tyler delivered some really good stories, including an Aaron Rodgers story that I think you'll like.
2: That's next. Okay.
1: 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous, similar to the story of one hip-hop's founding fathers and entertainment icon, Snoop Dogg. You may have heard of him. A lot of people were talking to me at Football Fest about 19 Crimes, whether it's the brand-new Cali Blanc, the Sauvignon Blanc that I love, perfect for summertime, the OG's Cali Gold which is a sparkling wine, or the Cali Red, my favorite, or the Rosé, my wife's favorite, 19 Crimes Wine brings the party. And whether you're going to a party and you want to bring a bottle for the host or you're having a great meal at home, you just want to watch a game on the couch, open a bottle tonight of 19 Crimes Wine. Enjoy responsibly. 19 Crimes, Sonoma, California, 2023. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000.
4: This is
0: Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Uh, The Bears have released their, uh, their roster and their roster moves. Really, I think Travis Gibson is the only name On the list that probably raised an eyebrow in terms of guys that were released. Uh, Is it Michael or Mikhail? uh, The the kid Walker, the linebacker they they claimed from Atlanta after they cut him. They picked him up, but they've released him as well. Kendall Vildor has been released. Logan Stenberg was also the guard that they picked up after the Detroit... Lions waved him. He's part of the group that's been released as well. So
4: Travis Bell, the defensive tackle who the Bears drafted, who Pulse has raved about. Yeah. I'm sure they probably want to put him hope, on the practice yes, squad. He was released. There really
0: aren't, like you said, Jeff, I, I don't know if you said it off the air, there aren't any real surprises here. Peter
1: Iceland, who was playing center uh, this past week, was uh, released. So they'll probably bring him back on
0: the practice squad. Yeah, Like right now, Tyson Bajent and Justin Fields, you're only two quarterbacks. You've got four running backs that are on the roster. They didn't release any of them. Foreman, Herbert, Homer, and Roshan Johnson are on your list. They kept Kari game, obviously. Uh, Velas uh, Jones is on this roster. Not a surprise, I don't think, to anybody. They kept three tight ends. They may um, they may waive
1: someone else, right, if they want to pick up someone. Yeah, How they, does that work? Yeah.
4: They have the first waiver claim. So, essentially, any player who's released, the Bears are going to have first dibs on it. So, for instance, Bailey Zappi, if he intrigues them for whatever right. reason, they will get him if they put a claim in. Yeah.
1: Sure, right. If you want, like you said, Meller, if you want three quarterbacks with this new rule, and they want <laughs> Zappi, and he intrigues... Word is, is New England wants him back on the practice squad. Right. In order to get him on the practice squad, he has to clear waivers. Right. So the Bears can claim him, and he could be their third quarterback or second quarterback, and page into your
0: third, whatever it is. I think there was some significant surprise in Boston when that was announced that Zappy was released. So I think I think he'll probably get he'll get picked up by somebody. Yeah. Terrell Lewis did make
4: the roster. I don't think that's yes. a surprise. He's played well, but yeah, he's a veteran
0: at, too. I mean, at the been... expense
4: of you know uh, Gibson, yeah. probably.
0: So uh, really, like I said, no, uh, no real, no real surprises here. Um, anyway, here was a story real quick. Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers loses, this Milwaukee bar is going to pay your tab. Oh, I saw that. Jack's American Pub on Milwaukee's Lower East Side has posted a heck of an offer for the upcoming NFL season. It does require you to cheer against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Jets lose, you win promotion is pretty simple. If the Jets lose with Aaron Rodgers under center, the bar picks up your entire bar tab. But you've got to be in the bar while the Jets game is There are is some on. caveats. Okay. Uh, you, first, you have to open your tab 15 minutes before the Jets game and stay at the bar to watch the whole game. Okay. Aaron Rodgers must be starting for the promotion to kick in, and the Jets must lose for patrons to get the tab paid in full. And you can't be cheering for him, or then then it's voided for your table. Also, patrons must be present for the entire game. Okay, the deal does not include food. It excludes top-shelf liquor and doesn't work on Sundays. When the Packers and Jets play at the same time, the bar, understandably, is going to show the Packers games on those days.
1: So wait a minute. No food and no top-shelf stuff?
0: Nope. Listen, that's how they do it behind the cheddar curtain.
1: Can't even get cheese
0: curds? No. And finally, real quick, uh, I just wanted to bring this to you. Hospitalizations for foreign objects and rectums is on the rise. Uh, (laughs) Nearly 4,000 people hospitalized with foreign objects where they shouldn't be, according to a new study published last month. And you think I'm, you know, I'm a fool for this? This is the American Journal of Emergency Medicine that yeah, I'm bringing to only you.
1: The, only the best you look for. So, yeah.
0: it's on the rise. Has uh, Big Cat ever hidden
1: anything there or in his belly fat? We'll find out coming up next.